0: Hello everyone, my name is Jan Scruggs. Jan Scruggs, I'm the person who started the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. When I was 19 years of age, I actually went to Vietnam. I was wounded there, saw some combat, and uh, came back. And, uh, you know, back in 1979, decided there should be a national memorial. So, uh, got a lot of people involved. Somehow or another, we got it built. A lot of people tried to stop it or change it, but uh, (laughs) happy ending. I'm here to talk a little bit about one aspect of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, which is highly unusual. Basically, since 1982, people have been leaving things there, leaving things, everything you can imagine. Uh, The first thing that happened was actually during construction. I got a report that a naval officer had come by the Vietnam Veterans Memorial during the construction, and he brought a Purple Heart because he wanted, he wanted that Purple Heart placed inside of the concrete that they were pouring. The Purple Heart belonged to his brother, who was killed in action uh, as a a Navy pilot. Uh, Not long after that, when the Memorial was dedicated and open to the public, uh, I went there one morning, still wasn't completely open, but here were the pair of cowboy boots. Beautiful pair of cowboy boots. Uh, they looked like they were old cowboy boots. And uh, obviously they made the statement that these cowboy boots belong to somebody who gave his life or in Vietnam. So this has been going on for a while. And now, you know, half a million items more probably have been left at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. And the question is why? Why, why do people do this? Why do they feel a need to do this? Well, there are a couple of reasons now, first of all, there's no real sociological or anthropological precedent for leaving things at a memorial. There is religious precedent. Particularly in Asia, you have the, uh, I guess, ancestor worship. So when you go past the little villages, you'll see a little, almost looks like a little mailbox, a little temple, and that's where the, the spirit of the ancestors reside And during holidays, like, you know, Tet, Christmas even, because even Christians believe in ancestor worship in places like Vietnam. They uh, will bring uh, items, you know, pieces of food for their ancestors. And a friend of mine, is uh, his son married a, a Vietnamese uh, woman. And uh, the first thing they had to do was meet the parents. And then they had to go meet the, uh, <laughs> their ancestors. And they had a little a little temple, you know, a little table in their home. And they introduced their ancestors to the, their new in-laws. So people, there is that, that tradition. And since the memorial has been built... This tradition has continued in significant ways and has spread far beyond the Vietnam Veterans Memorial to other places. I mean, as soon as the terrible tragedy happened in Oklahoma City with Timothy McVeigh dropping or filling a truck up with uh, uh, chemicals and had this huge explosion killing dozens, hundred people or more, people began leaving things at the site of this fantastic uh, building. They just... Left things there. And then around that time, in the early, mid-1980s, all of a sudden there became these uh, highway headstones, you know, you're driving down the road and you see a little cross or some sort of a marker that, you know, someone died there in an accident. It's the same sort of thing uh, that people are doing. This has been studied by some very serious uh, academicians. uh, uh, Kirsten Haas, uh, a professor of American popular culture, has studied this uh, as well. So there's no precedent for it. So what kind of things have people left there? Well, it's a long list. One of the most moving things, and I was very much involved in this, was a photograph of a Vietnamese soldier holding his little daughter. And I was contacted by this guy, and he said, Look, I, I'm, I have been tortured by this since 1968. I was leading a patrol, and I came upon a, a North Vietnamese soldier... He pointed his gun at me, but he couldn't seem to—he couldn't seem to pull the trigger. He couldn't make himself pull the trigger. But I didn't—not have that problem—and I shot him several times. He died. Then I went to the body to see if there's anything to recover, valuable to for intelligence. And there was a picture of this soldier holding his little, little daughter. And I've been tortured by this. He said, "What? What? What do you think I can do?" I said, "You know what? I recently met the Vietnamese ambassador from you know the communist government of Vietnam. I was in Washington D.C. I mean, that's where my life." Life and my career uh, took, took place. And uh, I told him about it. Uh, he'd got the picture, and he put it in the newspapers all over Vietnam. And finally, they all got together, and uh, they had lunch. That's all he wanted to do, was to apologize to the family for what he did. There's nothing, no reason to apologize, but he wanted to do something to make amends. So, uh, odd stories. And uh, there was one person who left the watch there, and it said, this watch is stopped at 10 minutes after 10, because Bill... You're the guy who never had a watch on. You're always asking everyone what time it was. And at 10, 10, a.m. is when he was killed in action in Vietnam. So he says, I'm leaving this watch here perpetually to remember you. So people leave items at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial to come to peace, have peace with themselves, peace at having lost their friend or relative. People leave letters. People leave. Uh, one person left a diploma. Said, "Look, your granddaughter just graduated from uh, from high school, and I'm going to leave this diploma right here because uh, you know you were always one of her big heroes." So beautiful and, and very touching things like that. Uh, the Smithsonian Institute in Washington had a display of several thousand of these items, uh, and it was quite popular for a very long period of time. And uh, they had uh, maybe for eight or ten years. It was a very popular place and uh, some of the items that they 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 had at the time was probably 150 purple heart and by now there's probably 500 or a thousand purple hearts uh purple heart is a very emotional sort of thing for people who've received it i mean i've received mine you know it's a very you know almost a holy kind of thing to me and uh But for some people, the only way they can kind of let go of this whole Vietnam uh, event in their life was to leave their Purple Heart at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. And I've I've seen people do it. I've talked to them uh, while they were doing it. It's not easy fighting in a war. It's not easy at all. Talk to these people coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. Get to know them. See what they've been through. Sometimes they'll tell you. But yes, it's not easy. And uh, God bless America, we have men and women who will fight when needed to save our nation. It is worth noting that some great books have been written about the Vietnam War, but one really towers among the rest. Tim O'Brien wrote a book, The Things They Carried, a fantastic book. And let me read some words from that book. The Things They Carried. They carried all the emotional baggage of men who might die. Grief, terror, love longing. These were intangibles, but the intangibles had their own mass and specific gravity. They had tangible weight. They carried shameful memories. They carried a common secret of cowardice. Men killed and died because they were embarrassed not to. Let me read you a letter written by a young man honoring a Mr. Robert Aguilar who gave his life in the Vietnam War. This was a young person. I believe he was in junior high school. He left the note uh, slightly over a year Dear Robert Aguilar, my name is Jackson Fox, and I'm here to thank you for serving our country. I'm sorry the enemy shot you. If I was there, I would have tried to save you. I would have taken the bullet for you. I am so sorry you died, and I can tell that your family is very proud of you. I think the United States of America is very proud of what you did and how you served our country. Let God watch over you forever and ever. And be proud of what you did because I am. Thank you very much. These are simple words written by a young man or a soldier killed in Vietnam, Robert Aguilar, Hispanic. But he's not in the dustbin of history. Mr. Aguilar is on the Mall. The Mall in Washington is an exceptional place where the nation honors very important people and very important events. The Lincoln Memorial, very close to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, the Korean War Memorial, the Memorial to Dr. Martin Luther King. There are so many wonderful things to see on the Mall in Washington. What is not nice to see is the way Americans are turning on each other, the violence we see in the streets. But I have a feeling that somehow we get through this and things will be a lot better because we are better. And uh, God bless America. Thank you very much.